Welcome to the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley Young, pianist, instructor, and business coach, and I'm here to help you dream big about what your studio could be if you are willing to open your mind and level up your business skills. I'm going to share the tangible strategies that I've learned for streamlining and scaling your studio so that you can align your business to work for your life instead of letting your business control your life. I am so happy that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to an episode of the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley. Welcome in if you are a longtime listener, or if you are new, I'm really excited that you're here. I am really looking forward to diving into today's topic. We are going to be talking about streamlining the four stages of content creation for beginners and pros. So it doesn't matter where you are in the process, if you are wanting to create content, but you haven't started yet, or if you are already a seasoned content creator and you are looking for ways to improve your process, you're going to find a lot of nuggets in this episode that are going to be very, very helpful. Now, before we dive in, I just wanted to say hello. Hello, hello. I'm sitting down to record this episode after a somewhat busy morning um, of just, you know, creating stuff and having meetings. And I'm really anchoring into this episode and to what we're going to be talking about. It's been a wild couple of weeks. I don't know about all of you, but I, I always go into the new year feeling like so excited for everything new, for all of my goals, for everything I'm going to do. And then it just like takes off. And January and February just are always so much busier than I think they're going to be. And so I'm in the middle of that and it's all good things, but sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, it's, it's just the beginning of the year. It should be going slow. Um, anyway, and I'm also getting over a little bit of cold. So if, uh, if I sound a little nasally, that is why, um, but let's dive in and let's chat about these four phases of content creation and how to streamline them. them. And I'm going to give you a little bit of like an overview of what things looked like for me in the very beginning when I started and how they evolved and what they look like for me now. And in that, you're going to hear a lot of strategies and tools and tips and hacks and things that will help you regardless of which stage you're in. Now, if you are listening to this episode and at the end you learn something or you find that it was helpful, if you could take a minute and rate and review the podcast, that would mean the world to me. I am working really hard to grow this podcast this year. Well, I've been working hard to grow it since I started it, um, but that's one of my goals for the year is to grow this podcast to be even bigger. And you taking like either the five seconds to just, you know, give it like a four or five star rating or the, the minute that it takes to write a review helps to get these episodes out to more piano teachers, helps to get this content out to people who really, really need to hear it, who are trying to grow their businesses just like you and I. And so if you would do that, that would be so meaningful to me. If you want to even screenshot it and share it on your stories and tag me on Instagram, Ashley on Music Studio, I will repost it. I will send you a personalized thank you. It will be really, really, really meaningful for me and the podcast. Okay, so we're going to dive in and we're going to talk about these four stages. And I'm going to give you a little bit of an overview and then we're going to dive in and kind of go through each stage individually. So the first stage that I uh, think about when I think about content creation is the idea phase. Okay, and this is when you have an idea for either a podcast episode, a blog post, a YouTube channel, a video. It doesn't matter what, what your medium is or what your platform is. The idea phase is when you are coming up with those ideas. And the second phase or stage is the planning stage where you're mapping out what the episode or the video is actually going to look like. You know, what are your bullet points? And, and we'll get more into that. The third stage is the creation stage where you actually press record 
And then the fourth stage is the post stage, which is editing, uploading, posting, all of that stuff that goes, goes in once you actually create the piece of content. So let's dive into each of these stages and let's talk about them. We're going to talk about all the parts of them. So the first phase is the idea phase. And the idea phase is when you come up with the idea for your video or episode. And just to be consistent, I'll say video in this podcast episode, but just know that when I'm saying, you know, like YouTube video, or I'm saying video idea, it could, you could insert anything here. It could be podcast episode, blog, Instagram reel, a written post, an email. It could be literally any piece of content, but I'll just use YouTube video to, to remain consistent. So the idea phase is when you are coming up with your ideas. Now, for me, the idea phase has always been an ongoing process. I think of the idea phase as like the little hit of inspiration. And for me, this used to happen a lot when I was teaching one-on-one -on -one lessons because I would find myself repeating things over and over between different students, or I would find myself like teaching something and thinking to myself, oh, I could teach this in a video or this would make a really good video. And so the idea phase for me is ongoing. And I always recommend that people write down all of their ideas in one central place. So it can be uh, the notes app on your phone. It can be a Google doc, just anywhere. Right now for me, I use Trello for organization. And so I have like a card that is just a running list of ideas. And the ideas don't come in one place. Like I don't sit down and say, I need to think of ideas for YouTube videos. Ideally, I don't do that. Sometimes I have to if I if I use all of the ideas on my list, but usually I have hits of inspiration like throughout my week or even on the weekend or even when I'm relaxing. And I don't go in and fully record that video right when I have the idea, but I do jot it down in one central place, okay? And that way I can always come back to that list and draw from it when it comes time for me to do the next stage of the process. Now, with your idea phase, I like to tell people not to limit themselves, okay? So don't limit when these ideas come. Because like I mentioned, for me, the ideas often come when I'm relaxing. They are, And the last thing I want to do is like open up a Google Doc and start working. And so when you get those little hits of inspiration, it's important to have boundaries around it. You're not going to open it up and like start crafting out the whole video and record your video. You're just going to write down the idea so that you don't forget it. Okay. They could come to you when you're teaching. They could come to you when you are watching maybe some other inspirational content about like how to teach better. Um, it doesn't matter when they come, just write them down. Now, a couple of things here, try to be as detailed as possible, right? In the idea phase, I, I've definitely been guilty of writing down ideas and coming back to them and being like, what in the world was I talking about? <laughs> because I wrote down like half a sentence or the title of the video, but I didn't really take many notes. I wasn't detailed enough. And so I couldn't understand my notes to myself later. So I always try to be as detailed as possible here. And sometimes for me, it even looks like I will actually record a voice memo on my phone and send it to myself. Um, and that way I can just kind of talk off the cuff. I can really get all of the idea recorded so that I don't forget it. And then I can come back later and flush out like how I will actually turn it into a video. Okay. Now in this idea phase, it is in fact important that you do write them down. I have been guilty of this in the past and I've also been guilty of it like recently where I have an idea and I don't write it down in that one central spot and I think I'm going to remember and I don't. And there's nothing more frustrating than when you go to create a piece of content being like, what should I record? What should I record? Because if you have to do the entire process, 
all at the same time, that's a lot of different tasks for your brain. And so oftentimes it's easy for the brain to go into overload and for you to get like a creative block and to not be able to do it. And the thing that I like to compare this to is in, in teaching piano players, I am a big proponent of planning out your practice routine. And you can do this from a really zoomed out perspective where you kind of look at like your longer term goals of learning an entire piece and you can kind of map out like week by week what you're going to tackle. But you can also do this on a weekly basis and you can also do it on a daily and hourly basis where you're then breaking those goals down into smaller actionable tasks and you are executing those tasks each day. Now, think about if you were working with a student or even with yourself and every single time you sat down to practice, you had to plan out everything you were going to do every single day right before you practiced. It becomes this big barrier to entry. It becomes this big task that your brain has to do. And so oftentimes people will like get stuck thinking about what they're going to practice and then they just become unmotivated to practice because it's too much for the brain to do all at once. And it's the same with the creative process when it comes to content creation. If you're trying to like come up with an idea for a, for a video and map out what you're going to say and record that video and edit it all in one sitting, it's just way too much. It's way too many different tasks. So I recommend you come up with ideas whenever they come. And then the next stage is like a different time. Okay. And that's true with all of these stages. As I talk about the idea phase stage, the planning stage, the creation stage, and the post stage, I do, I actually do most of these on different days. Um, I didn't used to be that way, but now I do because I recognize that each one of these stages actually is a creative output and it takes creative energy. And I don't always have all of the energy in one day to do every single stage. Okay. So then we move on to the planning stage. And so what that looks like is that for me, this is Thursdays, right? I plan on Thursday what I'm going to record for the following Monday. So I'm doing it like four days in advance. And when I do the planning stage, I open up my idea card and I think to myself, what do I feel excited to record this coming Monday? What makes the most sense for me to record this coming Monday? And sometimes I always try to go from a place of excitement because if I'm not like excited about it, then it's not going to be a very good video. But the other thing I try to think about is where does this fit in with my overall plan, right? Because when I'm creating content, I'm not just creating content to put it out in the world. In the beginning, that was what I did. I created content just to get it out there because my goal was simply to remain consistent with my YouTube channel. Um, you know that if you've listened to any of my other episodes. But now that my content strategy has evolved and that my content brings people closer to me to either join the Facebook group or then to maybe purchase the sight reading course or then to eventually join Casual the Confident Piano Player. Uh, there's like a purpose for each piece of content. There's a purpose of what I want people to learn when they watch the video and the value that I want to give them in that video so that even if they just watch that eight minute video, they're going to walk away being like, oh my gosh, I can do this. I have a win. I feel inspired. So there's that purpose of the content, but then there's generally a larger, per um, a larger purpose as well either to direct them to my Facebook group, to direct them to a free site reading class, to direct them somewhere else additionally. Sometimes it's just to direct them to watch another video, right? And so um, when I am planning, when I go to the planning stage and I open up my idea document on Trello, I ask myself which one of these ideas fits best with like what, what, what my goals are for this quarter, what my goals are for this month. Um, where am I in the timing of free events that I'm putting on or things that I'm launching and what ideas are going to help me promote those things. Okay. And so I kind of narrow it down to maybe a video or a two. 
a video or two. And then I will oftentimes like think about what I could title the video. I'll kind of think about like how I would teach it. And that helps me narrow it down to one that I'm really, really excited about. Now, when I first started creating videos for YouTube, this was a really simple stage for me. I would choose my topic and then I would create a really simple outline. Okay. So for example, if my video was three mistakes, adult piano players make, I would like, you know, write the title of the video and then I would write out the three mistakes and I would just leave it really open-ended as an outline. And then when I would go to the future stages to record the video, I would kind of riff on the outline and kind of say what I felt in the moment. And that's how I did it. Now, in the beginning, that worked well for me because it it helped me like figure out what my process is. But I would say that it doesn't serve me very much now. And that's because when I sit down to record, I don't always remember to do every single thing I thought about when I planned out the video. And so now I actually plan out in a lot more detail. I plan out um, the intro of my video and I actually write the intro word for word. Okay. And this is because the introduction of a piece of content, in, in other words, the hook is the most important. So that's going to be the title of the video and what you say in the first like 10 seconds. Now, if you're talking about like a, a post where it's just something written or an email, your hook is going to be the subject line and like the first sentence people read. If you're talking about an Instagram reel, the hook is often like the text on the, on the, uh, video or what they hear you say first. So the hook, or in other words, like whatever someone is seeing or hearing first is the most important. And 85% of people will only read or listen to the hook and then they'll move on. And so you want to make that hook as interesting and as engaging as possible. And so for now that things have evolved for me, I actually write my intro for the video out word for word. And I do a lot of thinking about how to make it um, a really impactful hook. How do I really communicate the value of what people will learn if they stick around and watch the rest of the video? And so you'll hear me in the hook saying a lot of things like, you know, if you stick around until the end of the video, this is what you're going to learn, or this is how it's going to help you, or this is, these are the things you're going to be able to implement into your practice. I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. Okay. So now I'll actually, I'll write out the hook word for word. And then I have my bullet points and I still, I still start with bullet points, but I do go a little more in depth. And this is because when I first started my YouTube channel and I just did the bullet points and I didn't actually script out what I was going to say, I would go on tangents and I would, I would go on tangents, not, not necessarily with like things that didn't relate, but I actually would repeat myself a lot. And that created a lot more work for me in the future stages of content. So then when I would get to the last stage where I was editing things, I was finding that I was having to like edit out a lot of stuff and it felt like a waste of time. So by scripting things out a little bit more, I keep myself on track. I make sure that I don't ramble. I make sure that I don't repeat myself. And then it saves me a lot of time in the editing stage. The editing for sure takes the longest. And so if I can if I can plan out the video so that when I go to film it, I'm like as concise and clear as possible, it just sets me up for the whole project to take a lot less time. Now, I will also um, script out my call to action at the end. And like I said, my call to action is, is pretty um, well thought out when I'm planning the video. Like I know if I'm going to tell them to watch another video, I know if I'm going to recommend like a free class that I teach or something else. And so I will write out the call to action to make sure that I deliver it really powerfully so that people are likely to then like watch the next video or do the thing that I am hoping they will do after they watch the video. Now in the planning stage, um, 
I will, I will talk about this a little bit. Actually, no, I'll just, well, I'll talk about this a little bit more, but um, the great thing about the planning stage is that it's repeatable, right? And so now when I go to plan out an episode, I'm not doing every single thing in the planning stage from scratch every single time I create a video. I have like a template that I follow. And if you want to be, um, you know, if you want to do a lot of research, you could go watch like my last five YouTube videos and you'll see that they all more or less follow the same format. And that's because once you find something that works, keep doing it, right? It took me, I would say quite a while to figure out what worked, but anytime I noticed on the journey, that something was working, I took note of it and I tried to repeat it over and over and over and continue to get better at it because um, that's gonna help you improve. So like anytime you have a piece of content that does well, try to dig in and figure out what about this did well? Why did it do well? And I'm gonna try that again and see if it does well again. And so if you watch like five of my most recent YouTube videos, you'll notice they all follow a similar format, a similar flow, and that's because it works, right? It's getting good views, it's getting a lot of engagement, and it's increasing the growth of the channel pretty quickly. And so I'm going to keep doing that until I have to, you know, figure something else out or until it stops working. Um, but that's not usually how it works. So it'll usually keep working and you just keep tweaking and growing. Okay, so then the third stage is the creation stage. And this is where I would say you actually sit down and press record if you're doing a video or where you actually sit down to like write out the blog post or sit down to write out the email, sit down to like create the visual of whatever it is that you're doing. Now in this stage, if I did the last stage correctly, so if I did the planning stage correctly, this stage is super easy. It used to take me when I was a beginner, it would take me like 30 minutes to film a video. So I would, I would have like 30 minutes of video content that the, I would then edit down to like five minutes. Right. And that's because I wasn't scripting things out. I wasn't super clear on what I was going to say. And so I would talk a lot more and I'd have to edit out a lot more. Um, but now this takes me very little time because I know where my lighting goes. I know the setting of the lighting that I like. I know what the good camera angles are. And so now I set it all up within about three minutes. I press record and I used to have to say things over and over and over again and do like several takes and then edit out many of those takes. But now I can more or less do one big take and with maybe two or three things that I need to edit out. Um, and it doesn't take me very long. So I would say while it used to take me like 30 minutes of video to get like five, a five minute video. Now I probably record for about 10 or 12 minutes and that ends up being like an eight to 10 minute video. So there's only a couple minutes in there of like pauses and, you know, me thinking about what I'm going to say or me having to say something more than once. Now, in the beginning, like I said, that was a lot longer. And so if you're first getting started, like if you're a beginner and you aren't sure, that's okay. Let it take how long it takes, right? Let, let it take a long time because you're going to learn so much throughout that process and these stages will develop for you. I'm describing a lot of my process here, but for each content creator, this is going to be very unique and the way that you organize yourself and the way that you allow things to develop is going to be unique to you. Um, so just allow yourself to film. Don't get paralyzed by fear and don't get stuck in the phase where like you came up with the idea you planned out the video, but you're too scared to record. Just hit record and just do it. And you're gonna learn as you go along, right? Um, I find that this is the stage where most people get stuck, where like they don't actually wanna film the video because it's scary to film the video, or it's scary to write the email, it's scary to actually take that big step. This is often the biggest feeling step. Okay, now the last stage, the fourth stage is the post stage. And this is the stage where you are editing, tweaking, uploading, actually doing the post, 
right? And I've talked um, a little bit about this because in the beginning, the editing took me a long time. Like I was just talking about, I used to film for, it would be like a 30 minute video that I would have to edit and it would end up being like five minutes in the end. And that's because I wasn't super clear on the first three stages. Now, if you're in the beginning of content creation, I would say, don't worry too much. Like it's going, editing will take a while if you haven't done it before, because you're learning a new skill and you're figuring out a creative process and you are streamlining your process. So it's like a lot of things that you are learning all at the same time. And so don't worry if this is taking you a long time. That's to be expected in the beginning. It's going to take you a while to edit a YouTube video if you've never done it before. It's going to take you a while to edit a podcast episode or to write an email or to write a sales page, right? It's going to take a minute and allow yourself to have that time and space. And then it's also going to take you a minute to upload things. And this is the stage um, when people get to the uploading stage, people don't realize that this actually takes a while, um, whether it's on Instagram or whether it's on YouTube in order to get the post, um, you know, in the format that you want. So maybe on Instagram, you're struggling with like the text lining up and you want there to be spaces between the text, but Instagram doesn't actually let you do that. So you have to like write it in something else and then paste it into, into Instagram or on YouTube, you have to optimize for like the hashtags and the tags. It's going to take a minute. And in, if you're in the beginning stages, it's going to take a minute because you'll be unfamiliar with how to do it. And you'll have to be learning how to do it and figuring out how to do it. And we all start there. And even once you're beyond the beginning stage, this is going to take a while because um, it just does, right? Like whether you're a beginner or advanced at this, when you upload a video to YouTube, you still have to add all of the tags. And that just takes time to type them all out and to add them all. And so the editing and the uploading is gonna take some time. And so my biggest piece of advice here is to give yourself that time and space and allow it to be something creative that you're learning and don't put time pressures on it, right? So in the beginning, I've sp spoken to a lot about like how long this used to take me. I'm now at the point where I have an assistant who's amazing. Hello, Haria, um, who's editing this episode. And she now helps me do the YouTube video editing and the uploading. And that saves me a lot, a lot, a lot of time. So I do more of the creative process and I do a little bit less of those technical details that come later. Now, this is something for me. And I think I've spoken to this in episodes, but I might not have actually. This is something for me that is newer. I didn't think that I would ever hand over my YouTube editing to someone else because it's been such a learning curve and because it feels like, you know, the style in which I edit my videos is so creative and it is, it's like my expression of, of a YouTube video and it's going to look different than someone else's. I didn't think I would ever be able to hand that off to someone else, but it was actually in that process of imagining what it would look like if I had to teach someone else how to edit my videos that I became a lot clearer on my processes and how I do things and I streamlined it enough that I could hand it off to someone else and so um that's that's one of the great things is like if you're in the beginning you won't have a process or your process might look different than it does later but once you start to to do it a couple of times and the only way that you get to this point is just to dive in and do it you start to realize like, oh, okay, there are like chronological steps that have to happen and that's repeatable. And you're going to realize that at different levels as you go through in your journey, right? So like in the beginning, I only used Google Docs and it was all me doing all of the steps. And now I use Trello and that's helped streamline everything a little bit. And now I have an assistant who helps doing the editing and the posting and that saves me a lot of time. And so it's like, it's going to evolve and your stages will get more and more refined and streamlined as you go. Um, one piece of advice that I generally 
give people is to, from the very beginning, try to think about like, how can I make this repeatable? How can I um, either create templates or follow a script or, you know, use the same kind of editing transitions when I'm editing the video so that not only do the videos look consistent, but you're not recreating the wheel every single time. It took me a long time to learn this. Um, it took me a long time to learn this. And once I did, I was like, oh, it can be repeatable every single time. Like it's not just the title of the video that's different. Everything else can kind of remain the same, right? I used to think that it was like, it had to be a new title, new content, new free thing that it was pointing to at the end of the video, um, new editing techniques. And no, 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 no. Just figure out something that works and then keep doing that thing that works and make it as streamlined as possible. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm going to look at my notes really quickly and make sure, yeah, I've, I've said it all. Um, that last part I was just speaking to is, yeah, the, the present that you can give yourself of helping yourself out so that your brain doesn't have to redo the work that can be repeatable every time. Like that is a, a huge, huge win in the process if you can get to that point. So let's review the four stages. The idea phase, you're gonna write your ideas in a central place. Doesn't matter when they come, try to be detailed so that you remember it. And doesn't matter if the ideas are good or bad either, just write them down. And then you'll have a little bank of ideas to draw from. The planning stage, I would say plan out as much as possible. Like don't get perfectionistic about it, but you know, craft your hook, the beginning, the intro of, the, of your piece of content, and then make sure you go into a little more detail than just bullet points. And then make sure you plan out the end or the call to action of your piece of content so that um, the future stages take less time. And then your creation stage, if you did the planning stage pretty well, ideally doesn't take as much time. But again, allow yourself that time and space, especially if you're a beginner, to really just you know turn on the camera and go for it and don't judge what you're doing. You can edit anything. And then the post stage, the last stage, editing and uploading. Again, allow yourself the time and space and recognize that you're going to have to learn how to do those things if they're not skill sets that you already have. And it's okay for that to take time. And it's okay for that to feel hard because after you do it over and over and over again, you're going to learn. It's going to start to feel so much easier. And then eventually you'll even have processes and systems in place um, so that it doesn't take very much time. All right. You are awesome. You're amazing. You can do this. I hope you have an incredible week. I'll talk with you next time. Don't forget to go rate the podcast and write a review if you haven't done that already. And I will be eternally grateful and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I love connecting with open-minded business owners from all over the world. As you know, a studio policy is one of the most important assets of your business and a good studio policy will save you time and energy. For this reason, I created a free PDF with a list of three ways that you can level up your studio policy right now. To grab the free PDF, head on over to ashleyjyoung.com slash level up and the link is in the show notes as well. Talk to you soon.